0: Thursday, and welcome back to another exciting episode of The Rocketeer Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of the greatest adventure movie Walt Disney's ever made, the 1991 Joe Johnson-directed feature, The Rocketeer. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com.
1: And I'm Hal Bryan, an airplane nerd from the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And here we go with episode 94. Wow. and That's and, and... Uh, out of 109 episodes we've yeah got, uh, so what does that mean we've got 15, 15, 15
0: minutes left yeah 15 oh episodes gosh. to
1: go Ugh, Man, we're close. gonna have to we're gonna have to start over with yeah, the half minutes so. yeah definitely uh, <laughs> there's so much so many more stories to uh, to tell and to so unearth
0: we haven't had, we don't have time to get all the people who want to be on our show right uh, we'll, we'll get them in somehow maybe we'll have a big party toward the end
1: yeah special post-credit uh, sequences
0: yeah and we're already saying goodbye here's one of my favorite characters. We're saying goodbye to uh, Eddie Valentine. Paul oh, yeah. gives his signature line for the entire movie, or the, the second half of his signature line here, saying "Go get him, kid."
1: Right, that wonderful line we hear at the end of uh, during the outro, at the end of every uh, every episode of the podcast, and uh, and it, it's such a great moment because it's uh, it's the bookend to Eddie Valentine's little arc here. We've seen uh, you know seen him you know I may not be an honest criminal, but I am I'm one hundred percent American. He, we just saw him side by side with an FBI agent, uh, you know, giving the sideways glance, and then still gunning down the Nazis. And now he's, you know, now he's one hundred percent rooting for the good guy.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't ten minutes ago in this movie that he was shooting at him inside of his um, nightclub. So, hey,
1: you know, we all have our little misunderstandings. Yeah, I mean, yeah, these know.
0: things happen. And he's, he's, you know, he's had a bad day. He's had uh, a Nazi poke a sword in it in the bottom of his chin. And right? Gosh, he just needs a good and, quiet lay down. And he's and got that ulcer of his
1: boutoniere yeah let's uh, let's not forget that gosh so all the damage to the South Seas club i think as you were saying yeah
0: yeah um so he's he's got a a date with a another bromo i think
1: yes exactly he's gonna finish off tonight with a bromo that would really be interesting to just what a terrible movie it would be if we just cut from here and then followed Eddie valentine home (laughs) and he put his feet up and he had a bromo and maybe read the paper you know yeah. We'll just check to see how the horses did that, uh, that day.
0: Yeah, d- down there on the racing form. Or yeah, y- exactly. And then, think- and
1: then went to bed at the end of the movie. We have yeah. no idea what happens <laughs> with, the, with the rest of it. That's why I don't make movies, Jim, yeah. because I have terrible ideas. <laughs>
0: Well I just keep wondering if uh Fitz and woollier Fitz and woolley are going to walk over and go, "Hey, uh Valentine, we have a couple of questions for you <laughs> yeah. most
1: yeah exactly and, uh, I don't think the uh the uh, rico uh statutes had been introduced yet by this point had they uh well i mean it was uh
0: you know, Elliot and Ness and The Untouchables were already yeah, that's, they're, they're that's, deep into they were they were deep into it by now. They'd already gotten Capone. Point. Yeah, yeah that's right. They would
1: have already gotten Capone by this yeah. time. So they're already. So maybe there's a, there's somebody from the IRS who wants to see Eddie Valentine's yeah. taxes. And see, <laughs> see Alcatraz what's, is what... going to
0: be your next home. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, we have we, yeah. we say we say goodbye to poor Eddie as we watch uh, the Rocketeer zooming in on that gigantic swastika and that right. giant giant guy wa- wire and uh, one of the uh, three control axes of. <laughs> yes. Of
1: the Axis. Uh, uh, <laughs> the axes of the Axis. Oh, yes. well done. Wow. Yeah, he lands on that, that cable, which is kind of, kind of interesting. So I'm playing this back sort of quickly. Yes, he lands on the, the cable that's connected to what we would call a control horn, a little, what I would technically term a sticky outy bit. That yeah. uh, gives the, the uh, cables a little bit of extra leverage to, to swing that rudder back and forth.
0: Okay, yeah, so it doesn't start slapping against the, the tail. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't
1: want that grating. So yeah, it does two things. It keeps the cable free, but also, as I said, it gives you a, gives you a little bit of a, like a bit leverage, of leverage as, yeah. it, as it goes around the corner there. Which uh, your wife, as uh, she's diving back into trigonometry, not yeah. to, to go inside <laughs> yes. baseball on us, but she can tell us all about the triangular yeah, shape.
0: I, I am not bringing up uh, cosines with her at this point. She is <laughs> in no mood. So I long. understand <laughs> that
1: so cliff hits that uh, hits that cable and then we see some of the fabric tearing away and we see that uh, duralumin, super lightweight uh aluminum uh, if i remember it was aluminum and magnesium but it's aluminum alloy structure underneath the rudder yeah and that uh that fabric would have been uh would have been cotton at this point now um,
0: would cotton hold like a 180 pound guy of I'm just, I mean, maybe he's walking along, like, it doesn't say whatever nicked step or, what, you know, no step would be on Zeppelin, right. <laughs> but he looks like he's know, trying trying along the spine, I guess.
1: Right. He, he'd be walking kind of along one of the, on an airplane, we'd call it a on. so I would assume we might use the same term there, and that would just be a long you know, just a long sort of beam type structure with the skin stretched over it. You're not supposed to step on that part of the wing of a, of a fabric covered airplane, which would use the same basic thing. And this is a cotton fabric that's infused with a butyrate dope. And now, even when we were restoring older airplane, it's very, very rare to still use cotton. We use a synthetic uh, a synthetic material called seconite or something similar that uh, lasts longer and tends to hold up better. But that you're not supposed to go stepping on it, but that cotton yeah. is surprisingly strong. And when it's stretched and then tightened with the dope, combined with that structure underneath, it's extremely light, but it's extremely strong. And you could walk on it a little bit; uh, you wouldn't just sort of fall straight through immediately. I used to build. I used to build,
0: uh, used to build uh, planes and use oh, the dope sure. and stuff like that. And I guess it's just, it's the same. It's the very same stuff. It's just a thicker material that you use on the full size right, ships, there. exactly. And yeah, it, it does have remarkable resiliency once that once that dope dries on it. It's kind of. Uh, uh, almost like a fiberglass
1: right uh, and i'd almost be surprised if the rudder here and you know we're talking about the zeppelin here with you mentioned the three axes of control the zeppelin sort of has two and a half it's got two different control surfaces: got uh, a rudder up and down and then elevator so rudder for yaw, left and right for the nose then rudder uh actually then elevator for pitch for up and down with the nose um it doesn't really an uh, airship like this wouldn't really have roll control like we would with ailerons in an airplane but uh hmm. You would have differential thrust. You've got those four uh, Maybach 1200 horsepower V16 engines on either side. So you could use rudder and then, you know, some left rudder, then add a bunch of power on the left side, turn very tight, things like that. You don't really, you don't really roll it left and right, which feels a little bit weird to a fixed wing pilot at first. Now the the new Goodyear airships, the Goodyear Zeppelins, because they have that vectored thrust, you actually can bank the the airship a little bit. Although for the people in the gondola, <laughs> Uh, it's it's a strange it's 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 not necessarily the most comfortable sensation it's actually more comfortable to just sort of stay level and make your turns very very flat and very just, gentle just
0: leave the uh, the, the gondola a plumb with the ground so right
1: exactly um and what's interesting to me about that is that if uh if you and I were to go get up in an airplane if we were to fly to the airplane like that and keep the wings completely level but just skid through our turns with just rudder you'd be very uncomfortable you get very much of a sense of centrifugal force sort of pushing you to the outside of the turn it's just uh, the airplane's uncoordinated at that state and it's it's hard to describe beyond saying it's actually just an uncomfortable sensation you you know the airplane will tell you when it's coordinated and that's a little bit of a little bit of aileron for bank a little bit of rudder and a little bit of elevator sort of bring you through a turn so actually tipping the airplane feels more natural but in the zeppelin especially at these much much slower speeds we're talking 25 to maybe 70 80 miles an hour or something like that at those slower speeds it's uh, it feels more natural to just sort of stay flat and level
0: i'm still kind of floored by the idea of an 80 mile an hour zeppelin that's quite a
1: it, that's pretty intense that would be very very much at the yeah. you know very very much the high end but de-
0: definitely keeping it at, I, I i'm i keep thinking in in terms of space station terms you're keeping the gondola along the r bar that the the line between you and the center of the earth that's certainly sure. where, where you're trying to keep that so uh, one of the things that i know is a frequent misconception about zeppelins uh, unlike balloons and things like that you're not the zeppelin doesn't vent. Uh, it's it's buoyant. You know, it's like it's hydrogen or in, in uh, blimp cases helium. It doesn't vent that to go up and down. That's uh, it, oh, it, what you're right. trying for is is a uh, neutral buoyancy. That you're trying to make everything weigh zero, and then everything the up, the down, the left and right is all controlled by motors. Otherwise, you're just kind
1: of. Park there. Yeah, exactly, and in in particular, um, sort of you know the latest of the Zeppelins, the Zeppelin NT or new technology, like what Goodyear is operating now. Uh, it's it, you are looking for that primarily neutral buoyancy, or even a little bit of uh, a little bit of positive weight. Certainly, when I had the chance to fly, when we launched up from the ground, oh, it felt like. You know, felt like a rocket ship, frankly. We pitched, you know, way, way up and just cruised up out of there. The uh instead of being officially lighter than there, the uh the airship weighed about eight hundred pounds. Hmm. now you know, the, for something that's two hundred and sixty-four feet long or so, compared to about eight hundred for the Hindenburg and Graf Zeppelin and the, the fictional Luxembourg that we see here. It's very, very you know, it's it's considerably smaller, but it still feels huge. But you're absolutely right. So we would use in that case you've got rotating rotating engine cells, and so those get tipped up. It's it becomes a tilt rotor like a v- 22 Osprey or something like that in a small way. So you use that to get up and out of there. And then it's it's a bit of, uh, it's it's thrust and forward speed. It becomes a little bit like an airplane. The shape of the the envelope, the shape of the skin becomes a little bit of an airfoil, provides its own lift. And then those big control surfaces on the back, the rudder and elevator, we talked about function as they would on an airplane, provide uh, the steering with the ability to augment that with differential thrust. The Luxembourg here has the two engines on each side and differential stuff. The newer Zeppelins will have two engines uh, up front and then a third engine in the back that can go, uh, that can rotate and actually go completely side-to-side side, almost like a tail rotor on a helicopter. Uh,
0: what kind of engines are in those those cars the what they what they call the cars that they how big is that engine?
1: Uh in the uh, on the Luxembourg here in the yeah. in the film. Yeah,
0: which we're we're assuming is the Hindenburg it's basically right. the same it's thing. Right, it's based
1: on the Hindenburg, would be the Hindenburg class. Now the real LZ130 was the Graf Zeppelin II and this one is marked as LZ130 so I think we're safe in saying that this is, you know, in a slightly alternate universe where instead of building the Graf Zeppelin II we just we built uh, built the Luxembourg. So so those are those engines are uh, they 're liquid cooled v sixteens which is just a big magnificent thing they 're Daimler bends um, and they 're twelve hundred horsepower each and there 's wow. uh, a total of four of them two on each side so a real locomotive going going off the yeah getting, exactly getting there. and uh,
0: even though they don 't have the rudder control, they do have pretty good pitch control. as we 're watching them climb up in that beautiful. The, the beautiful panoramic view of uh, Griffith Park with the two spotlights
1: swinging away. Oh, it's just gorgeous! Yeah, the spotlights down there, those wonderful searchlights, and then looking down at the LA Basin. You see those three big prominent roads back there. Uh, actually, that's yeah, maybe that, a, a little bit later. Right, so when, when uh, we see uh, the rocketeer starting to slide back a bit. Yeah, he uh, he's looking back
0: there over the uh, well, the three major streets there. Uh, familiar to anybody in uh, in Los Angeles of. Uh, Let's see. From the the north would be, or to the right hand side, that would be Sunset Boulevard, uh, Santa Monica Boulevard, and uh, Melrose. So uh, Santa Monica Boulevard, uh, also known as uh, by that part of Santa Monica Boulevard, would be Route 66, which ah. ends right at the Santa Monica Pier, there, the Pacific Ocean.
1: Ah, the classic Route 66. Very,
0: uh, very familiar sight of a very, very Los Angelesy looking picture. So they're they're generally heading east over, um, yeah, East Los Angeles. They're heading toward downtown. Actually, they're they're kind of. Sliding a little bit east and south. So they're, they're heading heading down toward downtown you know, Chinatown out that way. And uh, we jump back into the gondola as the pilot's uh, noticing that he's having problems with his wheel. Right. Uh, is that, uh, would they really have a wheel like that? It, it, or, I mean, to turn yeah.
1: left and right? Yeah, that would be totally appropriate. I mean, we're borrowing a lot of, you know, sort of a nautical theme here. And you'd have a big ship's wheel like that. And, you know, this was uh, this was an airship. And they use those terms very, very specifically, I think, because of that. The um, Goodyear blimps, now by the time that I got to fly the Zeppelin NT, it was all glass cockpit and side stick control. But in the Goodyear blimps, you had, instead of a ship's wheel like that, you you had a wheel that was almost that big, but it was mounted sort of sideways. It would be sort of alongside your leg, and you would roll it forward and back for up and down, and then you had traditional rudder pedals for rudder, and then just sort of... Nothing really in, in the center to do with your hands. Yeah. Um, but in the, uh, the German Zeppelin's like this, very appropriate to have the wheel like that. What I do question, though, is uh, I wouldn't see it sort of getting stuck like that. You would just see it most likely just sort of spinning freely both left and right with the airship not really responding because of the because the the cable having been broken back there but who knows the cable broke and maybe got yanked too far forward and then got itself wedged in something or that control horn broke off and got wedged
0: just an oddball question would a, a dirigible like that have a detent position like would it go to neutral if you let go of it, would the tendency be for it to, you know, flap
1: straight? It, uh, I would expect that you would not have something like that built into the control system. But uh, if the, if, if any kind of sort of aerodynamic vehicle like this is. Uh is uh, sort of dynamically stable then just the airflow over the control surfaces if you let it go the control surfaces would go to neutral and that in, so i'm talking about the rudder and the elevator yeah. would tend to go to a neutral position just by the, by the force of the wind going over them and then that in turn would then sort of bring the wheel you know back to neutral now i haven't gotten a good look here if I'm correct, there is a separate sort of side wheel for uh, for up and down, and I don't know if that's if we'll we we see, see that. that
0: we'll see that. Book. We'll see that in a later minute. Okay, I, I remember. I remember seeing that. But excellent. I, one last thing as, as we're finishing up this minute is uh, Neville is in charge of this whole operation. I can't figure out like he's telling the uh, the agent Haltafres, which is shut your mouth. And, right. The, the captain seems to be taking all of his orders from Sinclair, so I, you know, I, I don't know how high up he is. As a sp- I mean, in Stratego, he's he's not a spy; doesn't have that much. But right. you
1: know. well, but this is Stratego for keeps, Jim. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's um, Yeah, you know, I've wondered that myself, but I think part of it is, I mean, number one, it's you know just a bit of uh, just proper license taken where needed to keep the story moving ahead. But I, I also get the sense. And we've seen this before. We've seen, uh, you know, we've seen Sinclair get sort of beaten down a little bit and then step back up. And in a uh, in a situation like this, I would, at the risk of playing sort of armchair psychologist, I would say, especially in a in a hierarchy as rigid as that, as we would see in Germany at this time, when somebody steps up and you don't know if he's in charge, but he acts like he's in charge, you err on the side of just listening to him doing what he says. Now, the Gestapo guy, of course, is struggling with this the most, but the Zeppelin captain says, well, he's got the, he's got the swastika. A lapel pin certainly seems like he knows what he's doing. He's the number three box office star in America. <laughs> yes.
0: Who am I to argue with the lapel yeah, bandit? It, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: so I would I would venture to, to guess that even if he's not officially in charge, that he's taking charge, and most people are going to respond. So that Gestapo agent, uh, as he said, you know, I have my rank. <laughs> rank. <laughs> um, that's not uh, that's not enough uh, for old uh, Heinrich Potter with his uh, his little round glasses. There,
0: it looks like uh, the players have all have all set themselves and now we're going to get into some conflict, but we'll, we'll hang on to that for tomorrow with, uh, an old friend is going to be stopping by. Uh, or actually an old friend of yours, a new friend of mine. That's right. Uh, and, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Zeppelins and, uh, and lording and getting the lorded over by being who's, who's Piloted, a yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> yes, tomorrow's episode. Sixty-six uh, percent of the uh, of the hosts will have uh, will have had experience flying a zeppelin, and uh, and we can't promise that we <laughs> my won't day try will to, come. Yes, we can't promise that we won't try to make you feel bad about that, Jim. Yes, but, oh, but we'll uh, you know, no offense. It's all uh, all said with affection among friends.
0: Yes, well, check check back as we're as we're going to finish up the week here on the Rocketeer Minute. Uh, for please join us on social media. You will know all the places: uh, Twitter, Rocketeer Minute. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Rocketeer Minute, the big site, rocketeerminute.com. And of course, sign up for us on iTunes and Google Play. Just find us. You're, you're computer literate. I know you can find us. But uh, join us here tomorrow as we talk more Zeppelins on the Rocketeer Minute. Until next time, over and out.